This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Apostle Haruna Goro from Namibia. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we celebrate the set man in the house? Yeah. Greet somebody beside you with a God bless you smile. Okay, you may be seated. Well, uh, Apostle, thank you for that great word. I was telling him in the green room that, you know, heaven is different. There's no timekeeping in heaven. We just go on. You realize that uh, Paul has been there since. And Peter has been there. John, the one who wrote the scriptures we're reading from, he's been there since. And they're not tired. It's only on this side that we have other things planned out and so we have to adjust time here and there. But especially in a celebration or a conference like this that only happens once a year, you don't want to allow time to rob you of what God has for you. And many times we hurry to other things that we've been toiling all night, like Peter, and still catch nothing. Jesus met him, a professional fisherman. That, that's all he has lived doing. So you would think, I mean, this guy is a guru in his own field. Yet he toiled all night and caught nothing. But just one divine encounter with the creator of the fish. The one who sees where we can't see. And you never know the value of something until you lose it. 1992, I was going to preach somewhere in the northern part of Nigeria. And I got attacked by Muslim bandits. And I was hit on my left eye. And got admitted in the hospital. On the day of the operation, I was told by the doctor that I passed on on the operating table. And the doctor was looking for a purse, and there was none. But the person was a Christian doctor. And she, she said, in that moment of not knowing what to do, she had me speaking. Naturally speaking, no purse, nothing. But then she said, I spoke. And I said these words. Doctor, are you afraid? Don't fear. The devil wants to kill me so that I don't carry out the plan of God, especially in going as an apostle to Namibia. But he cannot succeed. The moment those words were done, everything came back and she was done with the operation. So I want to just assure you that the plan of God for your life is bigger than what you're going through. It's bigger. It's bigger. And God will not let the devil win until you win. It's not how many punches you have received. 
in life that really matters. You, you watch a, a match, could be a soccer match, could be a boxing, or whatever. Half time score does not guarantee end time score. We've seen people, boxers or kickboxers, uh, people involved in the martial arts, bleeding all over. But at the end, the man that is bleeding the most ends up getting the belt. So your current bleeding does not mean you are out of the game. Bleeding in ministry, bleed and, and ministry, there's a lot of blood because it was bathed in blood anyway. Our Lord died for us, so it, it, the ministry can be bleeding. And you just feel like throwing in the towel. This very same people that God has sent you to, to deliver, to help, to assist, to empower, turn out to be the same ones that attack you the most. A man's force, as pastor said, are not outsiders. They are insiders. And the devil knows that the one who is closest to you knows your weakest point. And he hits where it hurts. A pastor friend of ours, no, uh, I, I give instructions before you put up whatever I give to you. I like the where the man is walking, but I didn't say. <laughs> you know, some people can be zealous. You, you tell them, I want you to use this. They say, the man is delaying. Is he not going straight to the message? This is what he's going to be talking about. And should it change? And it happens with me a lot of times. I prepare everything and I'm all set to go and I get there and the Lord says, not what you prepared. I have something else. And so, what was I saying before that? Uh, Okay, pastor friend of mine, of ours, from Pretoria, not far from here. He had so many people leave his church, even the closest of associates. And so the one he was so sure will be the last to even say anything about taking a break from church and returning. The person came to him and said, Pastor, I am going. He said, You. He said, yes, I was just waiting for the right time to tell you. He said, but the pastor said, this is the wrong time. <laughs> that one left, that one left, that one left. The pastor said, I am bleeding. This is the wrong time for you to do this. You are killing me. And the leader, the departing leader, said, Pastor, I like to scratch when it's itching. It's better let the bleeding end and let it bleed everything you need to bleed now. I'm going. So it happens. The time that Jesus began to get a little deeper with his teaching, and was now revealing to them, I didn't come to be a king the way you perceive it, 
But I, I'm here so that you eat my body and drink my blood. They say this is cannibalism. This is not Christianity. So they got so upset with him. And the Bible says on, in one day, about 70 people left him. I don't know any church in South Africa or Sadek that you had church members. Because remember, in the book of Luke chapter 9, from verse 1, the Bible says he called the 12 and sent them out. You remember that? And then in chapter 10, he started to enlarge the group. And he called 70 others also and sent them two by two to go and preach. And if you remember what the Bible says in the same book of Luke, but you go just a chapter backward from chapter 9, where, where he sent the 12, the Bible says it came to pass afterward from verse 1 that he went to every city, every village, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And what happened? And the 12 were with him. So who was doing the preaching initially? Jesus. But they were following him and learning. Then the sponsors, or it's bad to use sponsor, but the ones that had been blessed by him started to give towards the ministry. Those were now women. The Bible talks about the wife of Cusa, Herod Stewart. They were with him and they gave out of their substance. So chapter 10, uh, 9, he sends the 12. Don't take anything. The laborer is worthy of his wages. Chapter 10, he sends the 70. And the Bible says from verse 17, the 70 came back with joy. That's Luke 10. Saying, even demons are subject to us through your name. And Jesus said, that's not a testimony. I appreciate your zeal, but that's not a testimony. The testimony you should be happy about is that your names are written in my book of life. So now, and then he said, well, you know what? In case you, you still don't understand, I beheld Satan fall from heaven as lightning. Then what did he say? I give unto you what? Authority or power. And then he, he over the devils you think are submitting to you, you too have power over them. So now, getting back, just backward, John chapter 6, Jesus now is, is noticing that I need to start telling them why I'm here. You're going to eat my flesh. You will drink my cup, and you will not have life in you unless that happens. Then they started to talk to one another like church folks do. You are preaching, but they're preaching among themselves. Especially in these days of social media. You lose members before you lose. People left before they leave. Do you have WhatsApp groups? Those days, we just notice somebody is frowning their face or sitting, changing seats. But these days, we don't see the face. We just see left. <laughs> left. Left. And, and I know this doesn't happen in Polokwani. I mean, you are different people. But where I come from, people give you not the right hand of fellowship, but left foot of fellowship. And the left. Are you understanding? So, and Jesus noticed, wow. 70, they are good. He is, but that one got healed two months ago. He's going. Yeah. Then he's left 
with only how many? Twelve. Now you know his meeting is more than seventy and twelve. It's crowds, it's thousands. The crowd said, if those ones that are close to him are going, I'm gone. So he had an empty church and came back to start with the founding leaders. And then he looked at the spokesperson, Cephas, and he says, are you also going? He looked around and he said, where do I go? You are the only one with the words of eternal life. So now, what am I saying, family? Especially if you're a leader here, you're pastoring any, any campus or you have your own, you're a founder of a ministry. Don't be surprised when people leave you. They left him. Jesus. Don't be surprised when people betray you. They betrayed him. Don't be surprised when people disobey you. That will always happen. The first man that God created messed it up. Am I saying just settle down? That's how it's going to be like that forever? I'm just saying don't get worked up. Keep on doing what God has called you to do. There's no turning back. There's no throwing in a towel. There's no retreat. There's no surrender. The fact that you're bleeding does not mean you're out. So you see that man is boxing and he's boxing, boxing, bleeding and bleeding. But suddenly, there's what we call the game-changing punch. Somebody like Wilder is not a very good boxer. He's just a right-hand puncher. Do you notice when he uh, boxed Otis, is it? Uh, no, who is it? The tall uh, guy from the UK. People here don't like boxing? Not wrestling, boxing. You don't watch boxing? Uh, I, so I'm very sorry. I didn't know I'm around people that are so heavenly minded. And... <laughs> Wilder is a boxer. Okay. And then there's another guy, very tall, you know, uh, white brother. He, he boxes. But they, they did a boxing with uh, Wilder. And Wilder, almost everybody he has boxed is always TKO. Knockout. But then he boxed with this other guy and went through the 12 rounds. And, but because he's not used to 12 rounds, it became, the, the, I think the way the whole world felt so bad is that, that he had lost that match. But because it's almost, you know, impossible for him to lose because he's never lost. It's like Mayweather. Mayweather wins not because he has won, but because he is supposed to win. Because there are power brokers behind him. That his losing means too much. So they better just make it like it's a close, too close to, to judge. And so just one of the judges got one or two above, so he became the winner. Like the one with uh, Pacquiao. When you watch it closely, you see Pacquiao was the winner. But who came out as the winner? The money man, of course. That's Mayweather. I'm sorry, 
you, 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 did you notice that when Apostle was speaking, he built his message. He didn't jump into his message. Can I build mine my own way? <laughs> because I'm not a doctor. I mean, this guy has studied, man. Wow. I think you will even be teaching in heaven. <laughs> Some of us, we'll be done here. After here, the angels will say, thank God we delivered from this man ball kind of boring message. Kindergarten message. So, uh, coming, I'm bringing all that to say this, that you must never have an alternative of if this doesn't work, I'm going to give up. Let it be such that Peter said, where else do we go to? Now, if you see what the same Peter says in the book of First Peter, Chapter 1, look at verse 17. Now, this is not part of that slide he was showing. And if, no, no, no. It's, did I say first? It's Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 17. Second Peter. For when, when he received the he is supposed to be capital H. When he received honor and glory from God the Father, who is this speaking about? Jesus. And the voice was born. Can you put New King James? I like the New King James. Do you have the version? Are we there? Okay. For when he received from God the Father honor and glory, when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We all remember that. Okay, next verse. And we did what? Heard. Who is the we here? The speaker. The one writing. And who is the person writing? Peter. And who will be the we? The other ones together with the Peter. It will be the twelve or the other apostles. And, or, or, no, this is, I think there are three. That's Peter, uh, James, and John. So James and John were together with Peter when this happened. Okay, so we, we had this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Gone. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Remember what Apostle was just sharing? That same word was the light of man and is the light of the world. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, you and I are the light. So that means that same word that became flesh and dwelt among men, which is the light of men, enlightens you to be light to the world. So he said, you do well to heed as a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. 
Okay, next verse. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any what? Private interpretation. Let's see the last verse of that chapter. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but by, but, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by who? The Holy Spirit. So now, he's saying they do well. Even though they were on the mount, and they saw everything that happened. They had it. They were with him. And you remember they said, let's make three tabernacles? We need to be here. But what he's basically saying, that kind of experience, as much as it is spectacular, but God doesn't want us to live our lives on the basis of spectacular experiences. But to go according to the prophetic word that has been confirmed, which is what you've been talking about, the word of God. Now, I know there are movements where people that jump more into the prophetic, everything is prophecy, prophecy, but there's no word in it. And so, you must not get caught up in that web. The Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy. And that's God's word. And the people that spoke it were already inspired. There cannot be no new inspiration outside what has already been established. I don't know about you, but for me, I made up my mind. I've been born again now for about 40 years. And I'm telling you, it's safer to be balanced and stay in the middle. Excesses and extremes are the reason why the body of Christ is being destroyed. Somebody asked me one time, I was excited about one of my books, and I said, you know, have you read my book? I told the person, uh, it's uh, working in favor in life and ministry. The person said, yeah, I saw the book, I read it. I said, do you like the book? The person said, mm, it's not my kind of book. And I got disappointed. I mean, I... You know how long it took me to write that book? <laughs> and she said, you know, I mean, please, Pastor, don't be offended. I just don't like the book. It's too simple. Wow. I like deep books. Whatever will make children hang around Jesus more, it's not because he spoke medical English. Have you noticed the way medic, the doctors write? Yeah. It's not the way you write. Yeah. Have you noticed that, or anybody knows say that the longest English word is a medical word? Yeah. And, and uh, just ask Google. Grandpa Google will tell you everything. Yeah. Just Google the longest English word. And it will, you'll find out, you can do it now, you'll find out it is a medical word. So, if you need a dictionary to go to Bible school, or to be in church, to be in a cell group, you've lost your relevance. Go to heaven. You, are, you don't belong to us here. 
But if you're dealing with human beings with real life issues, talk simple vendor. Let's understand. Don't mix vendor with Africans and, uh, and confuse people. So I like to be very simple. And that's why I love the way you, know, you took this, even though it was, you were expanding things, but you made it so simple. And it's too simple to be confused. So if you still feel like this is too basic for you, maybe you don't belong here. Because the things of God, they are so easy. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not what? Perish, but have everlasting life. If you want to complicate it, for you know when God mephopotosized, <laughs> he acclimatized his area of operationalism. And then he got deep into himself and began to criticize whatever was not Rakatila. <laughs> I think some ministers are just struggling with identity. The guy didn't go to school, so. Uh, he dropped out in standard six. And now he's a pastor, and he's pastoring graduates, so he has to impress them. And especially if he's not yet married. You know, when you're married, you can impress everybody, but you can't impress your wife. She knows what the people don't know. <laughs> when I go to places to minister... I look around, but I zero in on the pastor's wife. If she's smiling, then I know I'm doing well. If she's frowning, I know this is the last time I'll ever be invited. <laughs> can we just do something? We've got a few minutes to go, but can we just learn something? Then we'll try and build up on that tomorrow. The road to success. The road to success. There are steps, there are vital things you and I need to know if we're to succeed. And I'm not talking about success the way the world measures it. However, many of the things that the world, the people of the, the, with the system of this world are doing, it actually the foundation is from God. They're just perverting it because of their lifestyle and who is Lord over them. We can't just throw everything away because many of the things they are actually, without knowing it, are creating things, inventing things that are even helping us, like this technology, these things we're using, instruments and whatever. Many of them that do these things or invent these things are not even believers. Yeah. But, but the wisdom came from the creator. Yeah, so, but then we, 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 my question, I've always wondered, I don't know about you, we were speaking in the green room with some of the great servants of God that are here. That, that I was talking about prayer. That a, the people of God pray a lot. A, a church like the Nigerian church, I don't think there's any church in Africa or any nation in Africa that can stand close to the Nigerian church when it comes to prayer and fasting. A lot of mega churches. But if you're looking for mega corruption, it's in Nigeria. 
If you're in, it's so bad that in Nigeria, if I got a call, even as somebody who originally comes from Nigeria, when I meet another Nigerian preacher, if my discernment level was 40%, I need to hit it up to 99.9%. You can't even trust 80%. You need to hit close to 100 in dealing with a typical Nigerian preacher. But there's prayer. There's a lot of prayer. A lot of fasting. And how come there's still darkness everywhere? People will go for all night prayers and three point something million people are in, on, on one ground praying one night. You don't see that anywhere on earth. And they are coming out of that prayer early in the morning and they are boxing each other while they are trying to catch kumbis. People are robbing each other. But they just finish all night prayer. And if you were there and you saw them praying, you would kneel down and say, Lord, forgive me all my sins. <laughs> so, this religious spirit. The Bible says in the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Not because... Many things are not, as much as I appreciate praying. But if prayer, the way we see it, is what delivers, we should have been free by now. But prayer without knowledge, I prefer to pray based on God's word and his promises to me one minute than to pray one year just sweating and praying something that's not the will of God. Because God is not moved by your sweat. He's used to water because he created more water than, than land. So you can cry all you want to and terrorize him all you want. Oh God, can't you see I'm crying? He said, I'm used to people like you. God is only moved by what we've been hearing, his word. Even he couldn't do without his word. So that's why we must get to that place where we understand when God speaks about success, what does he mean? How do we get it? Do we go from church to church looking for success? And that's why many of these people that follow these fake uh, ministers, they never are free. You never see one of them went there, broke and came out rich. Not one. Not one. They promised them all sorts of things. I was saying yesterday that, uh, I was telling somebody that they declare 40 days fast and have 40 days eating in the hotel alone. Because the man is still fresh. It's day 39, one day to finish the fasting, and he still looks fresh. No bones sticking out. The button... It's even like this. It's sticking to, it has to pull it to. So you wonder, what? 39 days fasting. He says, I'm just fasting water. <laughs> then truly, I don't know about you ministers here, but for me, I want to ask, Lord, what am I not seeing about this, this new insight? 
How come I struggle when I'm fasting even three days? When is the third day my eyes start to turn? I don't want, Lord, please, if there's something wrong with me, show me. I really want to serve you, Lord. 40 years is not a joke. I'm, about, I'm not about to quit. Show me the secret, Lord. I want to fast 40 days like them. Because Moses fasted. What did his fast produce? He came down and there was golden calf. Fasting is not bad. But let me tell you what Bishop Oedipo said. The reason for Africans' poverty and struggling with success is not because they don't love God. But he said there's too much fasting in Africa. People fast so much they starve their brain cells. When God is showing them what to do to get their answer, their brain is too starved, is too drained, is too confused to know what to do to solve their problem. In our church and around many circles have been, the ones that fast the most are the ones that ask for taxi money the most. I didn't come to condemn fasting. But you cannot fast and be faster than God. <laughs> that's what we call legalism. <laughs> we call it what? Legalism. You think you can earn it by being hungry. Hunger doesn't, doesn't connect with spiritual things. It's hunger. It's your tummy that's suffering. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. A minister went to fast 21 days to start ministry. He was a university lecturer. People were warning him, brother, slow down. You didn't die on the cross. Jesus died. (laughs) And even if he died, you didn't crucify him. So stop doing that. Even if you crucified him, he's risen. So relax. (laughs) He wouldn't stop. He just fasted and fasted. The brother was going, the wind would do anyway. Brother. Those were before the days of falling under anointing. The brother, every little move he wants to fall. And he's fasting to start a ministry. On the 21st day, he finished his fast and dropped dead. And we buried him. Don't be overzealous. Some of you fast until your husband starts looking for another woman. Every little time, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. Don't touch me. The Bible says, don't touch me, I'm fasting. No. When I was marrying you, we didn't bargain about fasting. There was no person that said, take her and don't come near her when she fasted. No. Hallelujah. (laughs) Brother, the way you're looking at me... Let's, let's, not, let's not mess up. The road to what? <laughs> to success. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is me. This, I, I like it simple. I know some ministers are too holy to laugh. I'm fine. <laughs> the idea is that Jesus was going around. Lord. I'm with you. 
चुदे हैं वेरिली वेरिली यू जीसस लाफ द बाइबल सेज ही वॉज एस ह्यूमेन एस द वे ऑल ऑफ ऑस आर्ट बट ही नेवर सीन दैट द डिफरेंट जीसस लाफ एंड इन द हाउस ही हार्ड देर वॉज ए टॉयलेट Now, no, you don't want to accept that it sounds dirty. There was a toilet. Let's stop there before I become too graphic. Laugh, laughing can. The Bible says, "A merry heart doeth good like what?" Especially if you are a minister, you need a lot of laughter. Oh, church people can frustrate you, make you die early. Church people, oh, that's why I create laughter with my my family. We sometimes go to the shop just to have fun, and I lead the fun. Then I I go in town where on the Saturday end of the month when they've just you know black people only get the the, the traffic is once get to spend it once and go and borrow cash loan. So I go into town. And I bounce, and then my wife will say, "But they are looking at you." I say, "Honey, let them look all I want to. When I'm going through stuff, they don't know what I want. This is the only chance I have." And I bounce, and I bounce. Oh, but you are 60 years. This February 28, I'll be 64. 64. Oh, you thought I was 89. Whoa! So you, these people, what did you think of me? You thought I was younger. I bind younger. Apostle said he thought I was 42. Nobody is going to help me get up when I'm 97. I'll stand on my own, like Tateguti. Yeah. Seven ninety-seven. The man is still flying and preaching everywhere. I love our big brother, uh, Bishop Dag, with this idea of retirement. But I went back to our church and started preaching. Not too young to start. I mean, not too young to start and not too old to start. Because I, I don't know about it. I will never retire. No, I don't care. No. Go- Did you notice the government people that put retirement age? They they are. Campaigning yeah. to be president at 80 something and 90 something. Yeah. 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 What well, didn't this person only left because they did a coup to remove him? What is his name? Uh, Mugabe. But he was still their uh, their presidential candidate at 90 something. Then you want me to retire at 60 with this strength? No. I accept every other thing my bishop is preaching, but that part. I, I bounce it back to him. Check, will he stop preaching at 60? You know the man is too much fired. So if I don't know about you. You want to die quick, retire, retire and die, because me I'm not into this dying business. Heaven is forever. So where am I hurrying to? No, die. No, no, you can die. They, they, they made enough space to bury people, but 
We will bury you, but guess what? If we bury you on Saturday, we'll still sing. The praise team will still sing on Sunday. We will not gonna be crying. Oh, let's cry because if yesterday she got buried. Did I kill her? <laughs> I told our church members, I said, God sent me to give you life. And you're all young here. I'm the oldest, 64. The rest of you are either from 50-something down. And I said, so you don't qualify to die now. If you kill yourself, you'll bury yourself. I said, and I'm not attending your funeral. You die? Huh? I know blacks like to funerals so they can go and eat for free. But I said, I'm not going. And so for years, close to 15 years, not even a child died. I said, I told them, you die, you bury yourself. Life is already hitting us too hard. Relax. Relax. I make fun with my wife. I say, honey, walk me. Let me see you. She walks and she bounces. And I say, yo, Jesus. Life is to be enjoyed, not endured. Oh, put the next... I don't know. Why am I doing this? I'm supposed to be teaching. I've got notes, man. Should I go back to my notes? Eh? Uh, I was bouncing in the mall. <laughs> Hallelujah. I enjoy my fun. That's why I refuse to be old. I refuse to be old. So that's the secret. I give you for free. You can give me a private offering at another time. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you need, listen, all this getting angry at your husband doesn't change men. Relax. And there are husband snatchers. Oh, even in church. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? Take care of yourself. Don't kill yourself. You eat so much that your size, you get on the scale, and the scale says one person at a time, one person at a time. No! <laughs> one person at a time! yourself enjoy your life the bible says in the book of psalms 119 verse 165 great peace have those that love your law and nothing shall offend them enjoy your life even if you got bills to pay nobody worries into pay, bill payment be anxious for what for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. An attitude of gratefulness. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am fearfully wonderfully made. I thank God I'm his minister. I am not, you don't have to pity me because I'm in full-time ministry. No. He says, Paul was saying that this treasure is on earthen vessels. As in vessels. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Uh -huh. Do what? Enjoy. Mama, at 90, 
be having fun. And square up. Some of you are 32, you dress like 92. <laughs> I told my wife, you're not going to wear old people's stuff like those people that came from across the, uh, from Zimbabwe when they're looking for a job. No. I sh Sorry, if you're from Zim. I know I'm in Limpopo, yes. and it's not far from Zim. I must be careful. Yeah. You see somebody 32, and he's dressing like an old woman that just came from exile. So I told my wife, in fact, there was one time I used to do shopping for her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. all her clothes. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I said, let it slim what fit. Yeah. Don't wear something as if it's an... <laughs> one woman is coming, and they think it's three ladies together. <laughs> No, no, you are my wife. Not wife for three men. <laughs> Come alone. Because you came alone from your mother's womb. <laughs> and some of you, you are fasting and fasting so that your husband doesn't go out with other women. And you fast so much, you fast so much, you get on the scale. The scale is saying, next person, please. Next person, please. <laughs> Brother, you tempted me. <laughs> uh, now, at who, if you're an, inter an intercessor, raise your hand. Thank you. You need to be praying for me. For years, I've been trying to preach with notes. Everywhere I go, I find myself doing this. You see, I came with my notes. I even gave you to go and print it. And you printed. They are lying here. <laughs> oh, oh, they wrote to what? <laughs> Man of God, you know, when Jesus, did you see Jesus prepare one sermon? Everything he said, they will ask him a question, it becomes a message. <laughs> he will look at them and say, I perceive. Then perceive becomes a message. That's, that's life. Take advantage of every situation and make the most of it. Even when it's to work against you, turn it and use it for your advancement. We got how many minutes to go? About twenty. Okay, we're doing well. What's it, brother? Don't you know the road to success? What's your problem? <laughs> hey, the road to what, brother? I when I grow up, my hair will be like yours. <laughs> Sister, the Lord is good. Amen. <laughs> Why would they fly a preacher? He came all the way. 
And he's not teaching. He's just making us laugh. This is not a... a, 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 a it's a good road to what? <laughs> Listen, those of you that are not preachers, you don't know what we go through. This is the only moment we have. You have put, you have troubled us so much. Can we laugh for once? <laughs> hey, to be a preacher, to lead people. Moses, the Bible says, was the most meek person in the whole universe. And he was taking them to where? The promised land. Did he make it himself? <laughs> they were on their road to, <laughs> to the promised land. The man was told, you will only stand on the mountain and see the road to the... <laughs> The, you know, you're a nice man. <coughs> Moses was nicer, was actually Mr. Nice. <laughs> but did he make it? <laughs> the, God gave up on the people. Moses didn't give up. The creator. Yeah. He said, let me kill them. Moses said, if you do that, they will say you brought them out, but you couldn't save them. It, Moses was pushed and pushed and pushed to the wall. It got to a moment, the, the time he was to speak to the rock, he said, to hell with you. <laughs> Which promised land? You know she's been looking quiet because red is the blood of Jesus. <laughs> this is the road too. <laughs> This is not the road to Damascus. It is the road to success. <laughs> wow.
on the road to Emmaus. <laughs> when he talked with us, didn't our hearts burn? Didn't our hearts what? Burn within us. <laughs> Let's try and utilize the few minutes we have <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Number one, on our road to success, you see that man is stepping on steps. Going, but that is on the road. The next, you see, stepping on his way. You can see, man. Touch your neighbor and say, that's you. <laughs> Number one, what should I do? Always give God his place. First place. And only place. First place. Give God first place in all that you do. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to what? All that is written in it. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous. And then you will have good success. It's possible to have guaranteed success. Guaranteed prosperity. But how does it happen? This book of the Lord. That's what Apostle has been talking about. We've had people leave our church. They said we are just word, word, word. They want miracles. I said any miracle without the word is magic. The crowds were following Jesus. They were the same crowd that said crucify him. Because there was no word. That's why you see this spooky church is full. Full. Because they don't need any word. You know, somebody just comes and says, um, you came from Toso village and your name, your grandmother is this. And then they, and people are watching. You know, I see, and the same person they are talking, the person knows all those information. So it's not some secret. Or somebody says, your number is plus two, six, uh, two, seven, uh, eight, two, this, this. And you say, oh. It's not a surprise. MTN knows your number. They know your number. <laughs> so what, what's the secret? Has any of you ever received a text message from MTN? MTN. So they know your number. They must be prophets. <laughs> Thank you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 63 says, we should seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. John chapter 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and, uh, he say, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For without me or apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. So dependence on God is vital key to succeeding in every area of your life. Don't depend on your own strength. The prophet Jeremiah said, woe to the person who puts trust in the arm of flesh or in man. He will not know when good is coming. He will be like a patch tree, a tree that is dry. 
in a dry land. Trust in God. Jesus said, I did nothing without seeing my father do. I said nothing without hearing my father do. Before you move, hear him move first. Step where he steps and you are guaranteed to succeed. Don't build a church because everybody is building. If you are in medical school, don't go and start a hospital when God hasn't directed the hospital. You may be the first patient that will be admitted in your hospital. Am I talking to somebody? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall do what? Direct your path. Touch your neighbor and say, trust God. Don't trust yourself. Hallelujah. The place that God occupies in your life will decide how far you go in life. If God is number one in your life, it will show in the way you do things and run things. Wow. Psalms 127 verse 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain, who do what? Who build it? It is vain for you to rise up early, go to bed late, only to eat the bread of sorrow. For he giveth his beloved rest. Another translation says rest. There's rest in God. When you allow him be the master, the boss, he knows the people. Don't, don't begin to proclaim 1,000 branches when you don't have what God has dealt with him about. Eh? You may be the one that will be scattered in branches yourself. Sometimes, you know, my wife says, you know, we're going to plant churches all over the world. And I love the zeal. But, it, but I know that's not me. I don't have what it takes to go all over the world. Maybe my great-great-grandchildren. Are you understanding? But for me, you can confess all you want to. You will go to all the world. I will not go. <laughs> there's some things are ambition I will build a cathedral that will take half of this town is it under gunpoint <laughs> there's only under gunpoint nobody wants to die even if the gun doesn't have bullets the moment you see gun everybody move this side all of you even the stubborn ones will move the rebellious ones who move. When they see gone, people don't like to die. Even people that want suicide, when you face them and say, okay, kill yourself now, they say, no, I didn't mean it the way you're taking it. <laughs> you're taking it too literal. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, let God be first in all that you do. Number two, be disciplined. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. A lot of people want success, but they, have, they lack discipline. Be disciplined. Self-discipline is one of the top traits of all successful people. Discipline is the ability to delay present gratification for future benefits. Success that lacks discipline will not last. 
Discipline is what preserves success. Even Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, he says, I beat my body. I discipline myself. That's how I remain relevant. You want to re remain relevant? Be what? Be disciplined. Touch your neighbor and say, be disciplined. Touch your neighbor and say, you need discipline. Hallelujah. Discipline is vital. If we are to make a difference in the world that we are living in. Number what? Number three. A vision. You need, and, and I'm happy you're talking about 2020 what? Vision. You need a vision. Because without a vision, the Bible says my people do what? Perish. Proverbs 29, verse number 18. Visionary people, they have a reason to live even when it looks as if there's no reason to live. Non-visionaries die faster because they have no reason to live. Visionaries change things, but non-visionaries wish change. And they live to manage the change. Visionaries make things happen, but non-visionaries are always waiting for things to happen. Number what? Four. The power of ideas. The power of ideas. Oh. The power of what? Couch your neighbor and say you need ideas. So, do you know ideas rule the world? Ideas, just a thought. Successful, so I mean, every success begins with an idea. Ideas rule this world. All the world's invention began in the realm of what? Ideas. Every great achievement begins with an idea. Never you look down on the power of an idea, even if it's so small. Even if it's what? It's small. An idea may just be, thank you, an idea may just, don't put the point, just put the, the heading, because it detracts people trying to write. I can give it to you. You know, you can always have it and copy. Just put me the headings when I, we are, announce the number. And an idea may just be a thought, but never you despise it. It may be in, in a strong impression you have on your mind, but give it a thought. A concept or a strong impression about something. Don't be afraid to think the world is ruled by thinkers. Believers just want to meditate in a vacuum. We don't like thinking. Somebody asked Bishop David Oyedepo, I, I followed that man closely. Because I knew him right for many years. When, before he built what he has now, the first church that he started in northern Nigeria in a town called Kaduna, my instruments was what they used to start. That tells you I'm an old kid in the block. But as old as I am in the block, I don't have his kind of grace. And I will never, ever tell myself, you will have church like that. If I have a church like that, I may collapse and not make the, the years. I may not be alive by now. 
Because I don't have his kind of grace. To manage that, (laughs) you think Jesus was mean when he gave one one talent, another one two, another one five. No, it's because some of us, we can't handle that. The commotion is too much. I like my phone. I'm already having how many people trying to terrorize me. Then I should have how many in one church? A hundred thousand. No, I want to enjoy my life. Even the crowd of people is too much. Hates everywhere. I want to connect with you. Can you connect with a, a, just a C? <laughs> so David, Bishop David Oedeko said, they, somebody asked him, what do you do with your time? And what is the key to your success? So they were thinking he's going to say, I, I, I fast and I pray many hours. There was no fasting there. There was no prayer. He says, I read and I think. They said, what else? He said, did you hear me? I said, I read and I think. Bishop, tell us the truth. He says, so this doesn't sound like truth to you. Let me say it again. I read and I think. And if you can think enough, you have more than enough. You are only a thought away from your breakthrough. We are too scared to think. When we start thinking, we get confused. We say, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. No. Think. I do a lot of what? Thinking. I lie down. My wife says, you've been up for two hours. What are you doing? I said, I'm thinking. But you're not saying anything to you. I said, start talking with you. Women, when you verbalize, you can't match them. Go and ask their great-grandmother. She was talking to the husband. The man was too quiet for her liking. So she decided, who else talks a lot here? And the next one was the devil with the tongue, sticking out through the snake. Don't you know snakes do like this? (laughs) So do more thinking. Ladies, do more thinking than what? Talking. You will save yourself a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. And those ladies I'm talking about, you're not here. I'm just saying, ladies, tell them. Because I know you are different. You are different. You're not like one of them. I'm just talking about those ladies. You understand? But think. Do what? Think. Do what? Think. As, didn't the Bible say, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. He said, the man says, come and eat with me, but his heart is not with you. But in reality, the, what he's thinking is what he's about to do. Even though he told you one thing else, something else. As he thinking. Have you not met people, they are talking to you so nice. Then they come and do something, you say, and he never told me. There's something else they are thinking. That thing you meditate upon and think and think and think. After you have grounded it, after you have bathed it in the realm of thinking, it comes out as life. And when it comes out of your mouth, after it's been incubated, it cannot help but produce. So ideas, don't run away from ideas. We've got three minutes to go. We are still the road to what? To success. Be positive-minded. 
Or don't always see life from it's not possible. Always from the crowd, distinguish yourself. I choose to be different. I know it can be done. I know, can, are we able to pay the bill? No, it's already been paid for. We're just given an opportunity to partake. The God that called us has paid his bill. As I was saying here last night, for those of you that were here, we can't intimidate God because he was saying, I'm not going to pay my tithe. How, how much did Adam pay up front before God created him or created the world? God can build a church without tithe. And many of the people that want to terrorize us in our churches, they did not pay for the foundation. But suddenly the person comes just because they, they pack a jaguar outside and they want to make everybody a jaguar. <laughs> we must get to a moment where we free ourselves from church people and connect with the one who called us. Remain positive. God who ordered for this will pay for it. We do what? We pay for it. We built our church where you came to in a shack, it used to be a shack area. Everything shack. Police will not even go there. Can I have another 10 minutes? Is it fine? Yes, yes. Am, am I giving? Am I gi not on that threat. I mean, I, I really mean it. <laughs> huh? Okay, but you also have a man that can be stubborn, so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, I mean it. I really mean it. Is it fine? Can I take another thing? Is it fine? Okay, thank you. Even if it's not fine for you, it's fine for the whole soul. It's okay. Why am I even looking at these people? <laughs> now, what was I saying? Okay, in the shark area. The, it was so bad that even when something, somebody steals and goes to that part, you invite the police, they will not go. Because it was their life, even the lives of the policemen were in danger. But we got there, sharks everywhere, and I saw the God of all possibility. Who created something out of nothing. Who said, let there be light in the midst of darkness. And we started to train, teach the people the word of faith. You can, because God says you can. You have it, because he says you have it. Don't go according to what you see. And we built faith in them. 90-something percent of them were unemployed. The few that were employed were domestic workers. We built faith into them. From a shack, little shack, we hosted Dr. Miles Monroe in 1998 and had a meeting that attracted all kinds of people in, in, in a, 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 a hotel, but from the shack. So I made sure we finished the meeting, and Miles and his team were so excited. And then he said, I said, Miles, I want to take you to our church. So he was waiting, driving, thinking we were going to a cathedral. And then we went, left the third tar, the road, then started on a dirt road, dust. So we're heading. He said, Goro, where are you taking me to? I said, to our church. Oh, is this the road to your church? I said, the best is yet to come. <laughs> We got there, and people entered a shack. They said, no, this cannot be your church. I said, this is my church. It sits less than 50 people. 
made out of zinc. The floor were different carpets that we got ripped out of buildings. But in the mind, we were kings. Ideas. We saw something that was possible and we were what? Positively minded. Nobody owes you nothing. Don't, don't terrorize people with the color of your skin. Yeah, can't you see I'm dark? We are black. Please, we need help from you. Who? Who are you? No! I never go anywhere and use the color of my skin as a reason to beg. Never! Do what? Beg? Not me! Not me! I give to whites. Traveled with my wife to, to Chicago and we went to a, a church. We were hosted by you know, uh, the, about 100 and something pastors from Southern Africa. All the others were from South Africa. Only my wife and I were from Namibia. We went to that meeting. And then before we left, they, they, they came and called us in our rooms that we should come. Uh, they said there are clothes for us to take to Africa. <laughs> so I went down and saw the clothes in bags, boxes. So I asked, take to where? They said Africa. Why? They said, no, because of the poor people. I said, I asked the person, the American, I said, do I look poor to you? They said, no, I don't mean you. I mean the poor people. I said, no, they are very rich. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I, I'll say, I don't know who wore these clothes, whether somebody had syphilis or gonorrhea. Or, those were the, before the days of HIV became very strong. I would have used HIV. So I should carry the, this thing. I said, no, they have. And the other pastors were saying, you don't want yours. They grabbed my own. <laughs> it to some people, it will sound like arrogance and pride. You understand? But when you know your God, those who do know their God, not their government, their God shall be what? Strong by knowledge. By what? By knowledge. Proverbs 11.9, B chapter, B part. My righteous one shall be delivered by what? Knowledge. Knowledge, it makes you positive about life. So what, we went there, we, they took us to another church in, in uh, Londell. Londell is a, a poor site, very stricken. And we went there and it was the, this black American church. We were doing a church service. And we sat there, all the pastors were in part of the meeting. And I started to walk and look around for the needs of the church. And I noticed the kind of mixer they had, and I felt they needed to change. So I got up, and I asked for permission. I know I'm not part of the agenda, but can I do something? They said, what is it? I said, no, I want to talk to the African pastors. So I said, African pastors, we can't just come and receive. We need to give. Can we bless this church by taking an offering among us? We took an offering of over, without preparation, over a thousand and something American dollars. We handed it over to the pastor, realized the pastor started, broke down, cried like a baby. He said, in my 14 years of having Africans come to my church, never once has one given me a dollar. They only always come with brochures and stuff to beg and pictures of people that are crying and, and houses broken down. They've never given. Yeah. It's mentality. That's right. That's right. You need to be positive. Yeah. 
Your God is not a beggar. The God you present is the God that manifests himself to you. We build that church in a shack area and right now it's, it's, it's not much money if compared to what some of you have. But in our own, we are still in that area, that part of town. It's valued now close to 14 million rand. But we, the day we were dedicating it in the year 2000, we overpaid the building contractor by 10,000 rand. He told us, you have overpaid me. We said, keep the change. Take your wife out. <laughs> and we built it for cash. We didn't owe a cent on it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That same place we were in Chicago, we were in a meeting like this. I saw one white kid struggling. I don't know whether he was asking the mother for money or something. And the mother was hitting him. So I called him, little boy, come here. What's your problem? I want this. I want this. Take 100 American dollars cash. Just gave it to him. Two days later in the conference, a, a, an American woman, you know, pink in color, was looking for me everywhere, looking for me. You understand what I mean by pink? So let's not get into details. Some people are watching. <laughs> Let me use your iPad again. Yeah. People like you and me are called what? Black. We are called what? Black. What color is this? Black. Is there anybody like this in Polokwane? <laughs> People like Donald Trump are called what? White. What color is this? <laughs> is this the color of Donald Trump? It's just the language of apartheid. If you studied colors, you will know your color. You're not black. I know I'm darker than you, but I'm still, do you say I'm black? Am I black? Can't you see the color of my eye? <laughs> I know some of you are a little bit closer to the light than some of us. It's fine. We're still far away from the light. Amen. So the next day, the woman comes looking for me, looking for me. No, no, no. I understand yesterday, the, the, my son, I've been looking for you for two days in this conference, and I finally found you. And it's easy to locate me. They told her, the man has one eye that has problems. And among everybody, nobody was like me. So it was easy to spot me after two days. So then she came, and what did she say? She said, no, you are from Africa, see there. And I know you people are struggling in Africa. And I, I brought you back your money and I'm giving you something more. I said, no, we are very rich in Africa. Yeah. I said, money is not our problem. Yeah. Do you want me to give more? No, 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 I don't want. <laughs> a white American or a pink American. Africa is blessed. Africa is blessed. Amen. Our leaders just need a renewing of the mind. Because they, they are sitting on gold, but they are going and stretching their hand. It's mismanagement. That is our problem. Because the mind only knows how to consume, not how to recreate things. Did I help anybody today? Are we still on the road? We are still on the road? There are still many points, but because I begged for 10 minutes and I hit it by another one or two, so thanks for your generosity. Let's appreciate the apostle.
Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.